You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, Wendy. And how are you? I'm living the dream, as always. Today's topic, I'm you know, really excited about, and I say this all the time, our producer hates it when I say that because I seem to be excited about every episode that we do, but there is something to say about today's episode with our very special guest, Miss Kat Bearfield. So why don't you introduce her so we can bring her on and talk about some inflammation? Yes. Well, Kat Bearfield, a registered dietitian, as we, as uh, you know, one of the big reasons why she's on Random Fitness because not only is she knowledgeable, experienced in the world of fitness, but she's also a registered dietitian. So she brings us a lot of credibility when it comes to the topic of nutrition and fill in the blank topic when it comes to fitness. So let's let's bring Miss Cat uh, Bearfield on. RD. Hello, Hello, friends. It's really good to be back. Well, welcome back, and thank you for joining us again today. You should be part of our show every every time we talk. Well, you actually are every time we yeah. talk about nutrition. <laughs> I need we need some research and some backing to say what we're saying is is somewhat true. <laughs> I'm here. I'm all for it. Yeah. So let's you know just a little backtrack on uh, for fill in our listeners and viewers on how we came to inflammation. We were just in Anaheim for the. Uh, Optima Academy, which was a conference for the National Academy of Sports Medicine that was held at the LA Fit Expo not too long ago. But when we were talking, the term inflammation came up. And Kat, when we were talking about it, it was just one of those things where you just think, okay, you just combine inflammation and aging, and there you go. Okay, so as you get older, you get inflamed. Big whoop. But as I started looking into that information it was like there is a body of work regarding inflammation it it's gone through its research you know it's gone through its share of studies it's it's actually out there when it comes to okay what as far as what inflammation is so cat why don't you get us started off with and and let's talk about what is inflammation yeah, so th- there's so many different directions we could go with this, right? As fitness professionals and trainers, and you know, we sometimes get obsessed with the exercise component of things. And I think trainers are well versed in macros, right, and protein requirements, but we don't really talk a lot about the micronutrition and the things that impact our clients' quality of life, aside from macros and exercise. And I and I really do challenge all of the fitness field entirely to pay attention to these because you guys, at this point in time, you know, not only is obesity and overweight at its highest, but so is chronic disease. And the prediction is by like 2050, there'll be, I don't know, the greatest number of individuals over 65, like ever. And we're, I mean, we're not just dealing with people who want to lose 15, 20 pounds. We're dealing with people who are fighting for their quality of life, right? And that's where this topic of inflammation comes into play. So you guys know that when someone gets injured, right, there's swelling, there's inflammation. That's normal. That's our immune response. It's a healthy immune response, the body trying to, you know, heal, right? 
And it also is there to help prevent against um, disease, pathogens, etc. So it's a normal physiological mechanism that the human body uses. But the aging inflammation um, aspect is when um, inflammation doesn't resolve, it just chronically or consistently remains elevated in the body. And typically older individuals have this chronic elevated levels of these biomarkers of inflammation, which is an independent risk factor for chronic disease. So how can we as fitness professionals address this so that our clients do have a better quality of life and maintain a high quality life as they get older, right? That's really what we're talking about. Well, what are the main causes then of inflammation? Is it just getting old? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously there's association there, right? Like younger individuals tend to be really good at controlling inflammation, et cetera. Their immune system's more robust and responsive. That's multifactorial as like many chronic diseases are. So you know, one of the one of the things that experts think causes this chronic inflammation um, is stress, right? <laughs> How many of us are chronically and consistently stressed for a multitude of reasons? And then our body not being able to control that stress response, that's tied to a lot of different things, like not having good coping mechanisms, also not having enough micronutrition and the nutritional capacity to respond to stress, which a lot of um, fitness professionals are familiar with free radicals, right? Oxidative damage in the body. So you need micronutrients for that. You need things like vitamins and minerals and fat, healthy fatty acids, you know, the omega-3 fish oils. And then you also need fiber, which we don't talk about enough because our immune system is primarily in our digestive tract. That's where most of our immune system is. And almost the, almost everybody that I've worked with doesn't get enough fiber and our fiber is needed to help maintain a healthy gut. I'm, I'm sorry about my long-winded answer. So I, you could just, you can interrupt me anytime. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll, I'll get, I'll get information because, you know, of course, when, when you have a situation where let's say the physician or the physical therapist tells you, or even your, your local registered dietitian tells you that you're inflamed and you're like, "I, I didn't get hurt. I, I, it's not like I'm eating, you know, spicy burritos every day, nothing against spicy burritos, you know, so it, it, if it's hard to put your finger on, okay, well, what is the cause, then the natural thing is, so what is causing it? So that's, so your long-winded answers are appropriate, Kat, so don't, don't think that you need to stop, because it's always, it's always chock full of information. Yeah. So So there's a lot of different causes. You know, I didn't mention the fact that physical inactivity is one of them because a physical activity is a good stressor on the body, which then stimulates the immune system in a healthy way, you know? So that's, that's another aspect of it, but certainly micronutrition and the things that fitness professionals tend to not talk about much, um, you know, are things that we need to address. Yeah. And, you know, Kat, when we're talking about, you were just talking about fiber and you were talking about some of these, you know, different things that we should have in our diet. I always hear that one of the best things that you can take, and and I really want your take on this because I get, I hear all kinds of information, but can you talk to me about turmeric? Is it as good as it's claiming to be? And is there one, is it okay if you do it in pill format or does it need to be the powder format or tell me about turmeric girl? Yeah, so that's one of the like really 
major popular supplements right now is it's sort of hot, if you will. So turmeric is a is a root and the active ingredient in turmeric or turmeric, I'm not sure of the proper pronunciation, but we'll go with turmeric, <laughs> is curcumin. And curcumin is an active compound that has been shown in several human studies to help um, with inflammation and stress, mainly cortisol. Um, also um, among older individuals with osteoarthritis, helping to relieve pain and having and getting to reduce their um, their intake of pain meds. So there's a lot of human studies surrounding this, and that's why it's it's popular, and that's why um, people are interested in it. So yeah, it's definitely legit. So let me let me ask a follow up question to that. As you go to coffee shops, and it's it's you know you see the oat milk, you see the the chai latte, you see the turmeric latte. Mm -hmm. Is it one of those things that kind of it's it's it counters so if you're having caffeine with in a latte form and then you add that whatever they add in for turmeric is that is that just is that again just, because again, it's a hot topic right or a hot supplement is that it does that do anything to benefit that an anti-inflammatory response that turmeric's supposed to have when you have it in that form well, so again, you know, you can have turmeric, but again, what you really want is the curcumin. And that's why it's in supplement form, because when they extract it from the root, you can get it in greater concentrations. And so you might get a little dose of it in a latte or whatever, but, you know, the effective dosages in the studies are much higher than what you're going to get in a latte um, is one. And then the second follow-up to that is, you know, when you look at the research and the review of, of studies, you'll see that the mechanism by which it acts on is it actually reduces markers of inflammation in the body, like C-reactive protein, um, you know, I think tumor necrosis factor, um, as well as like an, an interleukin molecule. So there's these biomarkers, right, in the body that indicate inflammation and supplementation has been shown to decrease those fire markers. I don't know that it interacts interacts with caffeine or counteracts it. I didn't, I didn't dig that deep into the research, Ken. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just asking because I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it, you know, when you go to a coffee shop and when you travel and you, yeah. you, you, you got to get your caffeine. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah. It's, well, you just see it. You see it all over the place now. So Ken, you and I are going to have to talk because if you're doing a turmeric chai there or a turmeric latte, there are so many better alternatives and we'll just take it in the pill format and get it over with. Cause I will honestly say I take it, but the taste, even the pill format, just, it's disturbing to me, but I do it just to do it. And now I feel better doing it that I know that there's some health benefits for sure. Um, yeah. But besides turmeric, are there any other you know, suggestions that you have on supplementation that can help with inflammation. Okay. So our audits, as trainers and fitness professionals, we always talk about the core being the foundation of the body, right? If you strengthen the core, then everything else is better. Agree? That's, we all, yep. you know, agree on that. So from a nutritional standpoint, you know, from a dietitian standpoint, it's our foundation is whether or not we're getting adequate obviously macronutrition and micronutrition. So long-winded answer is you got to cover your bases first. You got to get adequate and ideal amounts of micronutrition, vitamins, minerals, fatty acids. 
And people are typically missing, you know, several antioxidant vitamins and minerals, vitamins A, C, E, you know, sometimes zinc and selenium in their diet because for a variety of reasons, they're not getting enough omega-3s in their diet because they're not eating enough fatty fish. And they're certainly not getting enough um, vitamin D or fiber. So I would say, you know, always a food first approach, improve the foods that you're intaking and then fill the gaps with supplements because supplements have been shown to be effective to filling those gaps. So let's start with the basics first, right? Including fiber. And then we can talk about, you know, obviously turmeric is fine, but those are the things I would focus on first. Makes, makes a lot of sense. And you are listening to us here on Random Fit with co-host Wendy Batts and I, myself, Ken Miller, and special guest, registered dietitian, Kat Bearfield. And we are talking about inflammaging. Um, so we're talking about supplementation and, and nutrition, covering your bases. Now, one of the things that I've come across in, in studying or trying to get up to speed when it comes to that topic of inflammaging, does taking in probiotics, prebiotics help with the inflammation that someone might be experiencing or will that have, will that, will that make a dent in it when you consider the, the aspect of the gut lumen and absorption and how we protect our, you know, the digestive process in managing inflammation? Yeah. So, you know, my favorite answer, Wendy, what's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> It depends, right? It depends. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, among older individuals, people who have what's called gut dysbiosis, where they do have a, you know, unhealthy, and and, and actually the research shows that as individuals become older, they tend to have less healthy bacteria, right? And more unhealthy bacteria. That's the dysbiosis or the imbalance, if you will. And that correcting it or consuming healthy probiotics and prebiotics will help restore that balance between unhealthy and healthy bacteria. So how do we tackle that to improve the gut microbiome? Food first, let's get a variety of um, fiber sources. So fiber is what the gut bacteria love, right? And if you think about it, it makes sense because the digestive tract is like the surface area of three football fields and like the macronutrients get, you know, broken down and absorbed in the upper part of the digestive tract. And then all the fiber, right, gets preserved for the lower part of the culinary. That's where all your, you know, gut microbiome and good bacteria is. So if you're not getting enough of your fiber and a lot of different sources of fiber, like eating like the color of the rainbow in terms of fruits and vegetables, then your gut bacteria is like hungry. Like what's going on? I need to have, like, hello, I need, that's what they feed on. That's the prebiotic, right? For healthy food for the for the bugs or, or the creatures. And um, if you don't give it to it, then it sort of starts to eat at the intestinal walls, right? And it starts to break down, um, your bacteria, your uh, microbiome and your, and your intestinal barrier, they call it. And that can lead to, you know, permeability and some of these pro-inflammatory compounds then getting into circulation and causing inflammation. (laughs) So another long-winded answer (laughs) to say that you should eat a variety of fiber sources. You guys, we talk about protein so much. Do we ever talk about fiber? Like we're not talking about it enough. 
right? I agree. I'm all about the fiber these days. As you get older, <laughs> as you guys get older, you're going to notice yeah. that like your grandparents used to say, eat all brand and eat all that stuff. Yeah, that I guess is a thing. So it is a thing. And we want a quick fix like a probiotics and prebiotics when we can actually, you know, get more bang for our buck, if you will, if we start with a food first approach, like let's try to improve our intake fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and whole grains. Cause not only will it help our um, gut microbiome, but it does a lot of other things in the body as well. Guess what the, can you guys guess what the average intake of fiber is? Well, let me first give you the needs, right? So guys need around 38 grams a day, Ladies, you need around 25. Another way to look at it is you need about 14 grams per 1,000 calories. Can can you guess, like, what do you think is the average intake of fiber in our country? 10%? 10 grams. 10 grams. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's right around 14 or 15 grams a day. Wow. So people are, like, falling way short, right? way short of not just fiber but also the omega-3s also some key micronutrients all the things that impact you know not just the microbiome but our health overall so it's all related (laughs) it's all related right well kat let me ask you this then and this was not anything that we had you know planned so sorry for the i'm gonna ask you a question that we didn't have on the sheet so We are talking about inflammation. You're talking about all this great information. If you know somebody isn't taking supplements, they're not probably up on their vitamins like they should be. We're talking about the importance of that for sure. But my question is, what are some signs that somebody has inflammation within the body besides just being stressed out? Yeah. So obviously stress, stress, sleep disturbances, um, you know, any kind of GI distress system symptoms, like you're, you know, whether you have diarrhea or you're constipated or your tummy just hurts, um, that could be one also chronic fatigue. You don't have enough energy, you know, also mood disorders. You could be, you know, maybe depressed or chronically sad, you know, those are sort of the symptoms of elevated inflammation. And of course we have the physical biomarkers, but those are some of the things that people could be experiencing. I mean, how many people do you know that experience? That's I was going to say, check, check, check. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Monday or Saturday that we're asking? Right, right, right. There's a lot of different factors that play into it, but every, every like system in our body requires optimal nutrition. Oh, you're giving more ammo to my husband. It'll be like, oh, she's inflammating y'all. Just back away. You know, <laughs> she's she's having that time. <laughs> yeah. And again, people just walk around and we're like, we think that it's normal to feel the way we do. And like, we have these underlying things happening in our body that, you know, that you don't notice until a lot of times it's too late. <laughs> so go, Tony. Speaking, yeah. Go, Tony. Here's the ammo, Tony. <laughs> I know, right? He's... <laughs> So, so to put it in context then, and, you know, we're kind of, we've kind of hinted at it or talked about it already with, I mean, just even with the word inflammaging, and we are talking about inflammaging here on Random Fit with Wendy Batts, myself, Ken Miller, and special guest registered dietitian, Ms. Kat Bearfield. Is, is this something with, with regarding inflammaging, is it something that we'll see more common in some groups then more than others? Yeah. So uh, older individuals, 
Um, you know, in the research, most of the time, that's like 65 and older is when they start sort of doing these studies in older, older individuals. I mean, anyone with comorbidities or chronic disease, like diabetes, cardiovascular de- disease, maybe they've had a, you know, heart attack or some type of incidence. Um, you know, people that have impaired kidney function, um, th- those individuals with chronic diseases tend to have higher markers of inflammation. So Kat, with that yeah. being said, if, if you are falling under these signs and symptoms and you can check a lot of the boxes that you've discussed, what would be now besides going to get blood panels and seeing your levels? I mean, I know that would probably be first and foremost, but let's be real. A lot of people are not going to do that. So what would yeah. you suggest being the first step into improving if you're feeling like you know, you're just not feeling well, and you think that this all kind of checks your boxes, what do you think someone should do just as of right now, start today, this is what you need to do? Yeah. So there's several buckets that you can draw upon, right? And and adults want agency, they want autonomy, they want to be able to decide for themselves. So I would say, choose from the nutrition bucket. What can you do today to improve your intake of high quality whole foods, right? fiber rich foods. What can you do to increase your fiber intake to at least those recommended amounts of 25 grams a day for ladies, 38 for males, right? Whether it's berries or, you know, nuts or whole grains or whatever it is, what do you like to eat? What are you willing to do? What can you do to get more fiber in your diet, right? Same thing with your omega-3 fish oils. If you're not eating at least eight ounces of fatty fish per week, salmon, mackerel, tuna, sardines, herring, things like that, can you, can you add that to your diet, right? Do you want to? Obviously, we don't want to force people to eat things they don't enjoy. It's not sustainable. And then if not, can you supplement with an omega-3 supplement to fill that gap, right? So like tackle those things. Um, if you're not getting adequate sunshine, because vitamin D is also related to the immune system and a healthy immune response. If you're not getting 30 minutes of sunshine a day, um, maybe add a supplement with vitamin D. You know, 1,000, 2,000 international units a day to sort of fill that gap. Of course, I would always say get a blood test to verify your levels. But if you're not going to do that, at least, you know, get get out and get some sunshine early in the day or maybe supplement to fill the gaps. That's sort of the nutrition bucket. Then from an exercise bucket, right, how can you increase your levels of physical activity if you live a primarily sedentary lifestyle, right? What do you like to do? Can you go on walks? Can you hire Wendy or Ken to <laughs> design a workout program for you, right? Can you dance? Can you walk your dog? Can you use a treadmill desk? Can you increase your steps somehow? Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, you know, obviously resistance training is huge as we age for, you know, functional capacity and quality of life. Can you start resistance training with a wall push-up or planks or something? That's the exercise bucket. Um, also within that bucket, you could put in along with the mindfulness or stress reduction bucket, you could put in yoga, right? Stretching, you could do deep breathing. Um, obviously there's meditation and mindfulness. Anything in nature is good for the, for the nervous system to like bring down the nervous system. What practices can you do from that, from that aspect? And then of course we have sleep. So how can you improve your sleep? And you get off caffeine, Ken. Don't get the lattes after noon or two o'clock p.m. <laughs> Dang it! Here yeah, I am. Can, yeah. <laughs> so reducing caffeine intake, not consuming alcohol too close to bedtime, reducing your blue light screen time, 
you know, two or three hours before bedtime, you know, those things that can help to improve quality of sleep. So there's all these aspects of wellness and health that we can tap into beyond macros, right? Beyond weight loss, performance that impact people's quality of life, like inflammation. So long-winded answer again. Yes. Well, <laughs> so you're saying as I wake up, do my, you know, six yoga poses, I'll go make my flaxseed uh, tuna sandwich, walk in the park without my shades on, and then yeah. just do some deep breathing as I lay on the grass, grass and start earthing, you know, for 20 minutes. And then I can go on with my day and I'll know that I've put a dent in my levels of inflammatory markers. Well, you don't have to do all those things. <laughs> I sense the sarcasm. But, uh, no, you know, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to post it on my social, me, son, flaxseed, protein, bread, tuna sandwich <laughs> yeah, with a little turmeric pill. Just Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. Hold up. First of all, I'm going to just clarify the whole flaxseed thing. Oh, okay. Flaxseed Please. is an omega-3. It is a source of an omega-3. It does not have the same benefit in terms of inflammation that the marine sources of fish oil, EPA and DHA have. So although it's a good source of an omega-3, you still can't skip on the omega-3 sources from fish, from fatty fish. So she okay, told so that's you. <laughs> oh, well, I was trying to touch on the more of the fiber side of things. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, flaxseed, okay, fair enough. Flaxseed, okay. you can help to, to increase your, your fiber intake. That's that's fair enough. Eating um, more berries. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anything that you can add in. So a lot of times we, we talk about taking things away, right? Obviously, caloric restriction is also good for inflammation, reducing calories and losing body fat, especially if you have a lot of visceral body fat that can help with inflammation. But what can you add to your life that's stress relieving, whether it's that walk outside can or the deep breathing or the six yoga poses, you don't have to do everything at once. And that's the last thing we want. We don't want people to feel like, oh, my God, I got to overhaul my whole lifestyle. You you know, we don't want to feel, people to feel like that. We want people to feel empowered to make small changes that they can sustain over time. <laughs> well said, Kat. Well, you know, we can talk. <laughs> I've learned so much because I, when Ken brought this to the forefront and said, this is what we're going to talk about. Kat is the best, which of course you are, person to bring on to discuss this key takeaways. I mean, you've pretty much done that, but if we had to say, Kat, what would be your final words to our audience where they can just hang, like finish this podcast and then they go on and start their day, but they know everything about inflammation. What would be the final words that you have to say to our piece? Yeah, I would say eat more whole foods and make sure you're getting your fish or your omega-3 fish oils. Those are the, those are the key things I would say to focus on because a lot of choices when I say eat whole foods, right? I'm not saying you have to eat broccoli if you hate it. So, um, you know, eat more whole foods, make sure you're getting your omega-3 fish oils. Done. Now, now I got to go grocery shopping. So. <laughs> Good. Good. Don't you love it when you actually listen to a podcast and you have some actionable things that you can do right away to improve your life? I love when that happens. So you're welcome, Ken. All right. That's it. Barefoot in the park. Tuna sandwich, deep breathe, yoga. Go shopping. All right. <laughs>
All right. So I mean, you sound like an overachiever. No, it's, that's He's one not. of those. I, I, you know, I just <laughs> boom, pedal to the metal, and then it's just yeah. Then it's ask follow up with me in a week, and we'll see what I'm doing then. Yeah, but. and if, if you took action on one of those things and maintain that action consistently over a week, I would say victory. Yes, and we're all about the wins. So, Kat, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much again, as always, for sharing your uh, your knowledge, your wealth of knowledge when it comes to nutrition and inflammation. So I uh, look forward to having you again soon. But uh, for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Wendy Batson and I myself, thank you. And do let us know if there's anything else you'd like for us to address and talk about and expand on, just like what we did with this topic here with registered dietitian Kat Bearfield. But until then, like, follow, subscribe, download, and share, and even rate our podcast where available. But until next time, take care and be well.